<laughs> Welcome to the Kill Dead Podcast. I'm your host, Gray. Tonight, I am joined by all of my co-hosts, but kind of not really. The internet seems to have failed us, so we are doing kind of a new experimental episode where right now I have Devin with me. Say hello, Devin. And we are going to do our top five creepy kids list. Um, And then as the show goes on, you'll hear Ash and Brandon chime in with their list as well. And I'll just kind of sprinkle my thoughts throughout the show. So again, we apologize. This is not the original format we intended on, but it is what it is. With that being said, I got to ask you a question before we get started, Devin. I was watching Scream 2 the other day, and for the first time, I noticed the Ghostface characters don't add up. So, towards... Yeah, towards the third act, we have Dewey and Gail Weathers making out, presumably about to having sex... Uh, They get attacked by Ghostface. And uh, for the time being, it looks like Deputy Dewey meets his demise from Ghostface. Uh, After that, Gail Weathers runs to get help, runs into Cotton Weary, but that's a red herring. Goes outside, runs into Debbie Salt, a.k.a. Mrs. Loomis. So we know one Ghostface was in the auditorium, and that's presumably who killed Dewey. And was chasing them around. Now, Sid and her roommate are in a cop car stuck with Ghostface in the driver's seat, knocked unconscious. So they go through the, um, I don't know, they they escape. Well, kind of. Sid escapes, roommate meets her demise. I want to say, I forget her roommate's name and I just watched this. <clears throat> but when we go on later to the reveal, for whatever reason, Sydney runs to that same auditorium where Gail and Dewey were, and she finds her boyfriend, a Jerry O'Connell. So at this point, we get the reveal that Mickey is the second ghost face. And then as we go further, Debbie Salt reveals herself. Of course, Sydney recognizes her as Mrs. Loomis. So we've established the two Ghostface killers. However, how did Mickey have time to get back to that auditorium before Sydney did, still know that Sydney's going to run there for whatever reason, string up Jerry O'Connell to a cross, hang him, get to the auditorium to hit the switches just in time for when Sydney gets there? And Debbie couldn't be doing it because she was busy wrangling Gail. So this is the plot hole I realized. Either there's a third good face that they never got a time to reveal for whatever reason, or someone missed this in the script. <laughs> yeah, I actually agree with you on that. That's always been an issue I had with Scream 2, which is otherwise a near-perfect movie. Um, I can only assume that's held over for... Okay, so the original script for Scream 2 there were three killers, mm-hmm. um, Hallie being the third killer. 
she was actually in a relationship with a secret relationship with Mickey. No, actually, Derek was the killer. I can't remember, but Hallie was the third killer originally. And the script went through a lot of changes because it kept getting leaked to the internet. So I wonder if those little details are left over from the original script. Because I always wonder, how is Ghostface able to teleport at this point as well? And how did he know that Sidney was going back to that school? Yes, that's the thing that baffled me, is how did Ghostface know he's going back to the school? Um... And that would actually kind of work because when Haley dies in the alley, he kind of goes for like her shoulder. He doesn't really go like in her chest or something that would really kill her. Mm -hmm. uh, so if she was going to be the third reveal and they were just tricking Sydney in that moment, that makes complete sense. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it still leaves the whole of two ghost face with Sydney, one ghost face with Dewey and Gale. So then, who kidnapped Jerry O'Connell? Good question. I, and, you know, and back to that car scene, I never understood how they both got out the car and Ghostface got out the car and ran near them and no one heard anything. <laughs> that didn't make sense. Yes. Uh, I, <laughs> this part gives that other script some uh, credit because if Haley is looking at the car the whole time, and Sydney's mm -hmm. looking at Haley, and Haley's in on it. She's not going to say anything about Ghostface leaving, and maybe that's the whole stall tactic that's going on. Yeah. So in this other script that possibly happened, this makes more sense. But I don't know. Twenty-two years later, me watching it is just like, hey, wait a minute, this doesn't add up officially. Right. Yeah, I know she's a third killer, and I can't, but I can't remember if Mickey was one of the killers or if it was actually Derek. But either way, she was originally in a relationship with that guy, whoever, whoever it was supposed to be. Like a secret relationship. Now I'm going to have to stalk the internet and look for the original Scream 2 script. Actually, you know what? It was Derek. Derek was one... Derek was one of the original killers because in the original script, they were all in the uh, auditorium and she was strung up just like he was. They essentially faked their deaths and then they, the remember the script describing her jumping off the, the cross laughing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then this makes more sense and maybe just lazy script editing and there isn't a conspiracy uh theory going on <laughs> yeah well, it was a really quick shoot i mean the film came out less than a year after the first movie uh i mean it was breaking yeah and i do remember at the time the buzz around the script leaking and things like that but uh i was not at all savvy enough for internet to find that or something <laughs> like that like i want to say I may have not even owned a computer in 1997 just yet. Oh, I know I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, the 90s. There was a... <laughs> That's crazy because you think, like, I went from 1997 and not having a computer to Facebook being invented and people are still connected to that to this day. I literally have two laptops on my desk right now. <laughs> 
Like, that's where we are. Uh, yeah, you know, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, I have two laptops, two cell phones, one tablet, two smart mm-hmm. TVs. All can connect to the same stuff. I know. And Mark Zuckerberg is probably listening to us on all of them. Or Russia. <laughs> but I digress. So we are here for our top five creepiest kids. A, yes. uh, a list that took me a little bit of time to curate because there are actually more creepy kids once I start thinking about it that I actually do mm-hmm. like. However, I guess Ash is forcing my hand to pick. So I'll start with my number five. Um, I'll give you a little plot summary. Most of all my movies are older than 2010. So I feel like most of you have seen it. I'll still give you a little summary and then we'll talk about the kid. Okay. So my first pick or my number five pick is Toshio from The Grudge. Um, For those of you who have never seen The Grudge, for whatever reason, go watch it. It's an awesome movie. Um, I actually just recommended it to my sister, who is a um, at-risk camp counselor for their Going Away movie. They wanted to watch a scary movie with their counselor. So I was like, yeah, The Grudge is the best. They'll be fine. They'll be scarred, but they'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so Toshi and his mother are murdered, and they're stuck haunting their their home uh, in Tokyo. And then, uh, I guess it turns into a haunting film when the new American family moves in. Um, but this kid, I just remember, and there's nothing particularly scary about him. It's a real-life kid on the screen. It's not really a, a CG thing. He's just painted whatever odd color he is. And he's just weird and makes strange sounds. And it's like, you know it's just a kid. And you know it's a just an actor. But it sucks you in. His performance is so good. The sound effects really work to it. Where I was like, nah, I, don't, I would never name a kid Toshio. <laughs> like, I, um, but or only cat. Number five. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Yeah, and actually, I don't. Uh, maybe at the time I owned a cat named Nino, but after he was gone, that was it with me and cats. Yeah. Yeah. The Grudge is such a good movie. And you know they're rebooting that for next year, right? Uh, no, I did not. Mm-hmm. Lynn Shee and John Cho are going to start. Uh, I don't know. I have to look that up. But I know it was supposed to come out this... I think it was supposed to come out this year, and then it got pushed back to... John Cho was in a movie uh, earlier this year. No, I'm sorry. Er, mid last year about his daughter going missing. I can't uh, think of the name searching. of the movie, though. Yes, Searching. And then, Such a good movie. I'm not trying to take anything away from his career, but I know him as the MILF guy. He's, I'm not sure um, American Pie coined the phrase MILF, but John Cho is the oh, first yeah. person in my life to ever say it. And then he went on to do the Harold and Kumar uh, franchise, which I also loved. 
But watching Searching really shows that he is an actor with skill. <laughs> or, or no, I'm sorry. Skill's the wrong word. An actor with range. He is fantastic in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's a so, very, very good actor. Yeah. I, I, again, I like him in Sulu, too, in the Star Trek films, but they don't really give him much to do. He's there because I guess he was the top Asian actor back in 2008, 2007. Um, so it's it's kind of there because we need the diversity because the character is what the character is, but it's like, you know, he wasn't g- given that role because he's like, hey, we really need you to play the shit out of Sulu. <laughs> Moving I like on. Him. Devin, I am dying to hear your list. I'm sure our listeners are dying to hear your list. Get us started with the top five. Okay, so before I start, I want to say that I find most kids to be creepy assholes to begin with. So, um, including on this, <laughs> including on this list is Michael Myers, the little asshole stabbed and killed his 17 year old sister after she just got laid, and he went up, to, he grew up to become an adult killer. <laughs> Michael Myers is my number five. No. <laughs> now I have to say it's suspect if she wasn't upset herself because everyone knows the breakneck speed in which her boyfriend went upstairs and came back downstairs. So I mean the dude was in and out in like two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it was a mercy um, kill? I don't know. <laughs> I was recently at a convention and Sandy Johnson was there. And I just felt like it wasn't appropriate to ask. But I'm sure someone has asked her, like, was there a discussion about your boyfriend's runtime? Or was that just like an oversight? (laughs) I I hope it was an oversight. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm sure that guy's been explaining that shit for years. I don't even know who played the boyfriend. And it's weird that I even remembered Michael Myers' sister's real life name. I didn't know that she was on the, uh, at the convention. That's pretty cool. Uh, it was my first time seeing her. I don't know if she does it often. I, I've noticed mm-hmm. a lot more faces are appearing at uh, uh, festivals. I, I just saw right now, Felissa Rose is at uh, Midsummer. I feel like she's hit like every festival there's been. I saw yeah. her at Texas Frightmare. I know she was at, um, um, I forget, the name escapes me. She was at a, a one earlier this month in Pennsylvania. Uh, but anyway, it, it's cool. And if they're getting paid better, that's even better. Because that increases yeah. the chances that I'll get to see them. And it shows their love for the, the, for the genre. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that uh, have you listened to... Uh, Felissa, Kane Hodders, and Tiffany Shippis, uh podcast? No, I didn't know, know they had one. Uh, yeah, they it comes out on Fridays. I forget. I'll text it to you. But basically, yeah. they just talk about their uh, life in the business from start to finish. Because uh, they've all been doing it pretty much. Well, Tiffany Shippis, I think, started late 90s, but they've all been acting in the genre since... The 80s, 90s. Let's say that. 
Right. So they all got time under their belt doing this. That and it's uh, just yeah. to hear their first account. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I, I really want to hear that. What's uh, what's your number four? Uh, my number four film is actually. It's funny because this just came in the mail the other day. I just got a copy of it on Arrow, uh, which made me so mad because my I had this IG post of all my Arrow movies, and then like mm-hmm. since that post, I checked my mail and I was like, shit. Like I could have added one more fucking movie to the stack, but whatever. First world <laughs> problems. But the movie that I'm pouting about is, or the kid I'm pouting about is Isaac from Children of the Corn. Uh, for those of you who have not seen mm-hmm. this film, I think it came out in like '81, '82, '84 sounds right. '84, uh, yeah. Okay. There's a couple that gets deserted out in somewhere in Nebraska, uh, Cornhuskers, you know, town, and they realize that something's not right. They can't find any adults. It's all kids. And these kids are under the control, the vice, the guidance of Isaac. It was this weird young kid that assume the role is the preacher or the messiah or the shepherd for he who walks behind the rose talking about the corn and for the longest time i thought he said rose like the flower i never understood <laughs> the cornfield reference that was going on there for, i, I want to say not until i was a teenager um so whatever i should have used subtitles <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, the way that Isaac is so can, can um, his, and in his convictions are having these kids murder people like it's okay. They dispatch all adults and no one's questioning it. They're just, all right, Isaac says it, let's do it. And there's plenty of scenes where like kids are kind of challenging. And I forget, was it Hezekiah? Uh, his like number two henchman, hench child. That's a new phrase. Is hench child? Would you call it that? <laughs> um, the vice killer uh, is doing his. I don't know. Yeah, vice <laughs> killer. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> the fall guy. <laughs> uh, but that is my number four. Uh, it's been a movie that I revisit constantly. Like I said, I just got the Arrow version uh, the other day in the mail. And uh, Lyndall Hamilton's in it. If you guys are some Terminator fans, uh, mm-hmm. so I suggest you watch it if you've never seen it. If you haven't seen it, I don't know why you haven't seen it actually. That uh, <laughs> what's your number four? Well, that uh, Vice oh, Killer Kid is. <laughs> oh no, it's go. Uh, is uh, Malachi? That was his name. I knew it was something weird. I had to look it up. Yeah. It's funny, I just saw Children of the Corn for the first time, like, a couple months ago. But <laughs> I've seen this. It was good. It was good. I've seen the sequels, like, at least parts two and three, maybe four. Um, I actually saw part two when it came out back in the early 90s. And I don't know why it just stalled on the, on the remake, or the original. Um, like, good. you saw part two in the theater? 
No, like when it came on HBO. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah, have it. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. My number four is... Have you ever heard of the movie called Who Can Kill a Child? I have not. Okay. It's from the it's been it's from the seventies and there's been a modern remake called Come Out and Play, which I believe is on Shutter or Amazon, I'm not quite sure. But um it essentially is a story about this uh, couple that's um, on vacation in Spain and they wanna leave the mainland and go to an island where it's, you know, for more tropical paradise. And this island is pretty empty except for children. So it's almost like children of the corn in a way. Um, but these children are, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know exactly what the reason is given, but they have this telekinetic um, connection amongst them, all of them where they kill adults. And they stalk and hunt down this married couple. The wife is actually pregnant, so they also have a kinetic, uh, connect, telekinetic connection with her unborn child where the child starts killing her from the what? inside. Yeah. It's a really, really, really good both versions are really well. Of course, the original the I find. Yep, this is from the 70s. Um, and the remake is, I, I want to say, in the last five years called um, Come Out and Play. I think the original is kind of hard to find. But yeah. Yeah, the original is from 1976. Yes. I will find it. I highly recommend it. Or I and this if is a Arrow situation. or Scream Factory has done it. Hmm. This will be a perfect uh, property for them to do so. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I am in awe. As, uh, I have not seen this before. And I am interested to watch this now. Mm-hmm. Better than it. so yeah. earlier on Twitter today. You may have noticed that I started watching. I was a teenage skunk, wear skunk. And, um, <laughs> that movie is not good. <laughs> um, were you watching it sober? Uh yeah. I mean, this was like nine thirty in the morning. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right. Uh, no, I, the first 10 minutes of it, I was kind of sold. It's kind of like a retro uh, 1950s homage. So I was game for that. But then 10 minutes into it, they broke into a song and dance. And I was... The song and dance part wasn't what threw me. It's just this one POV shot of the guy kind of shimmying. He's doing like a weird Elvis impersonation type deal. Like, he's got, like, the motorcycle suit on with the V and his chest is out. I'm like, okay. But then, like, there's this close-up POV shot. And he's kind of, like, shimmying his shoulders. But he really just looks like a creepy pedophile. And that was the only image. I was like, why does he look like a pedophile? This is weird. And I know, like, that's... Pedophiles don't really have an MO. But if you looked at this guy doing his little shoulder shrug, you would say, that's fucking pedophile. (laughs) promise you i cannot wait to see this movie <laughs> i love trash yeah i still watch it the ending's not satisfying but um 
sometimes it's good to watch a bad movie, and that was my intention. So yeah. I succeed. Where did you find it? Uh, Amazon. So I watch and um, shout out to customers also watch podcasts. She did not recommend this to me, but I went with her method. So I'd watched Ghoulies maybe a week ago. And then I went to the customers also watch section and there was a werewolf movie is suggested, but it wasn't a prime thing. But after I read that description, I was already moved for a werewolf film. Um, and then it brought up like Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf 2, all the typical werewolf films. And then this one was just like the fourth or fifth option. And I was like, hey, it's prime. Perfect. I'm in. So oh, I nice. used the methodology of customers also watch, which you aren't listening to their podcast they just did a great critters bonus episode that i absolutely loved um and we still need to get her on the show one day i dropped the ball on that hardcore i am in i'm gonna go ahead and set episode about the critters critters is so underrated i love this franchise yeah so did you actually go through with critters attack the other night? No. No. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to wait. I, I feel like Shudder might add it to their their list at some point. So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm nervous. I, I was... I forgot where I saw it. It screened somewhere and I saw it. Um, oh. And I was just like, oh, D. Wallace is in this? It's going to be great. And then it's it's... It's a hair better than the new binge. And I guess the new binge was supposed to be on purpose bad, but like it was horrible. Um, I, I mistakenly thought it was growing on me and I was wrong. I loved the fuck out of the new binge. <laughs> it was so, it was fun. Really? I really did. It was fun. I don't consider it canon. It's not, I don't know. I'm not gonna like write a think piece on it, although I did write a review on it. But it's 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 a horrible show, but it's a fun show. <laughs> yeah, like I'm glad you used the word horrible because I, I did. I was in it. Like after the first episode, I was like, yeah, this is fucking good. But then, like when it took the spoiler warning, half read approach to that kid, and then the non CG. <laughs> on him I was like this is not this is not where I wanted this to end like if it would have just flipped to a straight cartoon for the final act of the season finale I would have been fine with that it would have left a better feeling <laughs> in my mouth it knew exactly what it was yeah. and that's I appreciate it <laughs> yes um, uh, the critters attacks though they are in their proper um practical effect mode but it's it's more like um, you know Stranger Things kids on bikes type movie so mm, okay. it's fine but it's not very inventive for a new critters entry like I want to see some aliens fucking up some shit not well I guess the first film was kids right I don't know maybe because I'm older now mm. looking at kids in a horror movie doesn't resonate so mm -hmm. much right or I'm moody. One of the two. <laughs> it's like hard to relate to those kids. 
Yeah, I try to. Like, I I try to, like, I'll call my sister and ask, like, hey, like, I heard kids at high school saying this shit the other day. What does this mean? And she was like, uh, yeah, they were straight up disrespecting me. Uh, that's what I thought. <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> you don't want to fly off the handle and be wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like, you know, they brought back the real world. Um, it's on Facebook now. And I used to love that show, no. but I'm watching it now, and I'm like, I cannot connect with this show anymore. So does Facebook does TV now? Yeah, so Facebook has, it's called Facebook Watch. So that's where also you can see where, like, the Red Table Talk, that Jada Pinkett talk show. Um, but they've rebooted the real world, and it's in Atlanta. Actually, they have the real world Atlanta, they have the real world Mexico, and the real world Thailand. But those are... Um, not American shows. I mean, those aren't in English. So, I like that they. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm probably gonna watch it now. I probably won't like it. I'm probably gonna watch it now. Um, just because you get those classic moments, I never forget. I want to say season two. Mm-hmm. If, if one sitting in California, where Tammy got her start. Or I forget what show she's on now, Basketball Wives or some shit. But I'm talking about yeah. regular Tammy with her hair pulled up, wrapped mm-hmm. in bed, no makeup, looking like a normal ass black woman. And mm-hmm. David takes her covers and she flies off the handle. And it was the most perfect uh, use of the English language <laughs> with the double negative. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> not funny. Not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget that for the rest of my life. I know. Okay. Okay, so my number three is actually a twofer. It's uh brother and sister who were dead at one moment and they came back from the dead and now they're here to kill. Uh it's Gage and Ellie Creed from the Pet Cemetery movies. I like what you did they're- there. <laughs> If you don't know, both stories are about a grieving family. In one version, the young boy, Gage, is killed, and the remake, his sister, is killed. They're both buried in the pet cemetery. They come back all zombified and ready to kill their entire family. Um, I'm a big fan of the original, and I respect the remake for different reasons, but uh, they're both creepy-ass kids. I don't want to be around either one of them. They really are. Like, Gage affected my childhood 100%. Uh, I thought the actress that portrayed Ellie, I like the switch up, not just because it was a gender switch, but because it was an older child. Um, yeah. And I think I touched on this when we reviewed it, but she did a great job in her performance. So, for all of you Agreed. who remakes, just watch it for her performance, if nothing else. Yeah, I and I, I actually appreciated them switching it up and making Ellie the, the kid who's buried and comes back in the remake. I just wish it wasn't spoiled in the trailer. Like, I really wish I would have been in the audience watching that for the first time and then seeing that twist. But that was taken away from me because of marketing. Yeah, I, I really wish that we would stop this whole... I'm not sure if... I don't study ticket numbers i go to box office mojo every once in a while uh mostly mm-hmm. because i want to hope and dream that 
the horror movies I'm watching are performing decent. Uh, and by decent, I just mean like maybe three to nine million dollars, not like blockbuster 50 million or whatever. Some have achieved that, but to me, it just makes it happy when they get on the board. So, yeah. like, Crawl did well, did very well. Um, we will see how the rest of the Actually, I don't think there's too many summer horror movies left, right? We have 47 meters, or the sequel to 47 meters, and yeah. then, um, uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. Is that this summer mm-hmm. too? Scary stories. That's this week, actually, August 9th. I have got to start calendar reminders. <laughs> and then, of course, the big monster of all is Hit Chapter Two, just next month. Yes. So technically that is still summer, but it's just stupid habit from being a kid. Like after Labor Day, I consider it fall. Yeah. Yeah, most people do. Yeah. I know it's technically like 20 more days or whatever. But It Chapter 2 will probably knock it out of the park. I don't foresee them screwing it up. And plus, you know, the, the casting was pretty good. Yeah, they did a really good job. I, you know, there are already talks um, of doing a prequel to it, which I, I don't know. I don't really need to see that. I'm not a big fan of prequels for the most part, but um, I, I think they can let it go with this one. Yeah, totally I'm not sure. Story. I'd have to see the angle. Is it a Pennywise prequel? Like, yeah, so it's. Yeah, and so it'd be a prequel, um, basically just telling the story of, of Pennywise first entering the town of Derry, or the Derry and Derry, whatever. But the the town that he haunts Derry. in the eighteen yeah. hundreds. Yeah. Uh, maybe they should wait and see how this Joker movie performs before they uh, commit to anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not hundred percent sure people are interested in that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not really even there with Joker. That it doesn't look that good to me to begin with. Um, but I'll see it if people like it. Like I, I wouldn't, I'm waiting for word of mouth before I make a decision. Yeah, I think with Joker, it's going to rely heavily just on Joaquin Phoenix' uh, acting ability, which he's a great actor. So, but I think that's yeah. going to carry the film more so than a prequel to Joker or having two Jokers now, possibly even three if this Batman thing gets off the ground um, in the DC realm. Like, compared to Marvel, mm-hmm. DC's a hot mess. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, speaking Look, of that, the, the new movie that's coming out with Melissa McCarthy uh, called The Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the trailers for this with Elizabeth Moss? Yeah. And uh, Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. I don't know when my brain stopped. Uh, when I saw the trailer for this, it said DC Vertigo. So I don't know if this is based on a comic book. I mean, it has to be based on a comic book, but I'm not familiar with it whatsoever. I didn't know that. I got to look that up too. It looks really good. Yeah, and also it wasn't. Yeah, the movie itself looks great, but uh, this will be the first. I thought the Eternals 
getting Marvel nerd on you right now was going to be the first thing that I've never read at all. <laughs> but uh, this, I've never... I don't even know if there's another comic it's a derivative of or what. So Yeah, I'm reading it is. It is based on, on a Vertigo comic book from the DC series. DC Entertainment. Hmm. It's interesting. Okay. Yeah. You ready for my number two? Uh, you know. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, my number two is, uh, have you ever seen Sinister 2? Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, so the little kid from that movie, Zach Collins, he's one of the twins. So if you haven't seen Sinister 2, it's about a, a family that's in a run from the, uh, their abusive father. Um, the mother, a single mother and her twin boys. One of the twin boys is haunted by the evil kids from the first Sinister movie. But he was just used as a ruse because they were actually trying to possess his twin brother. Who, becomes a, who tries to kill his entire family. He becomes abusive towards his brother. He becomes disrespectful to his mother. He sort of uh, becomes complicit with his abusive father. And he takes the hatchet or, and starts to attack his entire family. Sinister 2 is severely underrated as well. Uh, it has my, as Brandon would say, my original boo thing, uh, Shannon Sossman in there. Like... During the early 2000s, I had the biggest crush on her, and it, the flame is not extinguished at all. Yeah, she's all over the place. Or she was all over the place in the early 2000s. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I guess people grow up. She probably has kids and stuff. Which Did you ever see uh, The Rules of Attraction? Uh, yes. First film I remember seeing Mr. Vanderbeek in. I was not a Dawson Creek's fan when I was younger. People would have watch parties mm-hmm. and stuff like that in high school. I attended zero of them. But, uh, <laughs> once I saw the rules of attraction, I was like, hey, this guy's got something. He's, yeah. I could watch him. Yeah. It's come a long way from Dawson. Yeah, I just recently saw him in. He is a dickhead in something. Pose? I forget. He's on something on Netflix that I watch. Maybe Mad Men? I think I it might be Pose. Oh, yes. He is in there. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. The young Wall Street Which I like him in there, too. Yeah. He, he looks the part. Like, he was born to play that role. <laughs> All right. Before I give my number one, I want to give an honorable mention. And who is that? To a movie called Mikey. Jerry's appear of that. Mikey? Yeah. No, this makes two new films. It's from the early night. I would say 1991 or 1992. Um, and it's a, it's it's a typical evil kid movie. He's this killer kid. Uh, Mike is this killer kid who is adopted um, into this family, and after killing off his, his 
biological family and he becomes obsessed with the neighbor's daughter um and he brings his own terror to both new families but interestingly this kid is played by brian bonsall who was young andy on family ties Remember they had a fourth kid towards the end of the season towards the end of the series so yeah he plays the killer kid and mikey i should recommend it it's fun it's a fun little early 90s flip definitely never seen this yeah it's um I don't know it, it's it, it's in the same vein as the good son I and mean, they came around came out around the same time as well yeah but I, I, I enjoy it my number one is Damien from the Omen series Omen I mean you're the devil's son. I mean, how, <laughs> what, what more? What more do you need? <laughs> yeah, he takes the cake. Yeah, <laughs> then he gets into politics, and we kind of know what that looks like. So yeah, I would say Damon is the ultimate evil kid. One hundred percent. That's a good number one to have, actually. I um, I actually even. Earmuffs, haters. I actually like the remake as well. I like the marketing behind it. They played on the 666 aspect of mm-hmm. it. Um, and, you know, the original film is from 76. Don't kill me if I'm wrong. Uh, so just to have something that speaks to modern times. Not a lot of people can relate to uh, the things that were going on at that time for two hours. It might not be exactly two hours, but it's a longer than average horror movie. With yeah, the original. Yeah. Yeah, it's just under two hours, so it's my kind of movie. Um, yeah, I didn't <laughs> mind the re. I didn't. I didn't mind the remake. I. I mean, I figured it was. It was purely just a cash in, like you said, cash in on being released on June sixth, two thousand six. Yeah. I mean, there was definitely... It didn't hurt that Julie Stiles was in it. Uh, I'm not sure what Lee Schreiber's career was at the time. Um, it's not a great movie. I've only watched it two times in my whole life. I definitely watched the original. I've watched the sequels to The Omen more than I've watched the remake. Yeah. Uh, Did you see Omen sequels, 4? But they're not great. Yes, I just watched that recently. Or wait, did we have this conversation? Probably not. Mm. Ask me if I watched it. Maybe it's just me and Ash, but I just I just watched it last year. What'd you think? I liked it. Good. Me too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was a long pause. So I was like, "Whoa, well, shit!" What he's about to say. No, I I enjoy. I remember when it came out. It was a made-for-TV movie, and it was actually the first. Omen movie that I saw, um, so I, I connected it pretty quickly at that time. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Omen. I did not know that that was a made for TV. Obviously, like I said earlier, that I didn't have cable like the whole time as a kid. But when these things were on TV, I just i I had no way to like. Oh, this was made for television, like. No different than me watching. I'm gonna get you sucker, and it goes to commercial. 
Like I just thought mm-hmm. that's how TV and television worked. Oh, everything had a commercial break. But now, yeah. And then, like, once we did get HBO and stuff like that, I was too busy, like, sneaking around to try and watch whatever horror movie that, and that's when you know something's wrong. I'm not staying up late watching Cinemax or something like that. I'm looking for horror movies, (laughs) which inadvertently does have nudity, but I'm sure there weren't as many kids in the early 90s just strictly using cable for horror movies. No, no, you had a lot of other outlets to see all that stuff, <laughs> like Red Shoe Diaries. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but no, I mean, even yeah. at my uh, little video store, I was always the bottom shelf horror movie guy. Like, I was just on my knees looking at all the box covers, trying to figure out how mm-hmm. I'm going to get it out of the store. <laughs> oh, man, I remember that. I used to... Go, go grocery shopping with my mom and I would ask hey can I go look at the movies while you shop and she's like sure and I would just stay over there in the horror section uh, I miss those days just just hoping they were like hey let's, let's you can go ahead and watch that let's rent that like every single mm-hmm. time blank slate I knew it wasn't going to happen but I was like maybe today's the day they'll see that I really <laughs> want to see this I remember I think an uncle took me to see a uh, Vampire in Brooklyn, and that was like my first family member allowing me to watch horror, but mostly because Eddie Murphy was in it. It's not because they were like, let's give him what he really wants. Right. <laughs> yeah, I remember my uncle rented Nightmare on Street Part 2 when it came out. So I was, I don't know, maybe five when it came out on video. Um, <laughs> and then it's been all downhill for me ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. The way it should be. Yeah. Well, okay. I think this is a good stopping point for us. Devin, thank you for coming back and redoing this with me. Uh, when Anytime. we return, we should hear from our other co host, Ash. And we're going to go ahead and continue the show. We have Ash sitting in with us now. Ash, how are you doing today? I am tired. <laughs> Hot. Yes. How, how is that possible? I mean, just working and all that fun stuff. But I'll, I'll survive. <laughs> okay. So, has there been anything on your radar that you've seen in the past couple of days that uh, you feel like sharing with us? Uh, well, apparently, I guess Amazon is going to do a Event Horizon series. Um, like from the movie? Yeah. Uh, that just started popping up on the news, and I'm like, oh, this should be interesting. Event Horizon is one of my, I like one of my like favorite go-to movies. Like if I don't have anything else to watch, so it'll be really interesting to see how the series would turn out. I wonder like what they would do with it. Are the original cast coming back? Is it a continuation or is this uh, a reimagining? That I do not know. I don't think they disclose a lot of details about it. They just announced that Amazon will be turning into a series. It was just announced the other the other day, actually. 
So that's going to be pretty Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, series in development. So, I mean, that would be awesome if they could get some of the original cast members in it, but... Oh, no. Yeah, it seems to be a thing now. Obviously, um, a lot of shows have come back to air again. I myself have been watching Veronica Mars. I know Beverly Hills 9210 is coming up pretty soon. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, so you were a 9210 fan? I didn't like the CW show, but I, I'm, I'm down with the OG. Oh, what was the CW show? I'm not. It was 90210. <laughs> that's that was what it was called and it it was just not my cup of tea oh so like they brought the show back as a remake or reboot yeah it actually had okay ooh, like in the first I think Lori Loughlin was in the first season um I don't know if you're a fan of uh, Degrassi but the actress that played Darcy Sinead Grimes was in it there was a lot of like well-known actors now that were in that, that were in that show. Oh no, I did not know. Yeah, like Jenny Garth and Shannon Dorothy and Tori Spelling, they did some. Um, they did a couple episodes here and there on the on the series, but I just I was not feeling it. Maybe like the first season was good, but after that, I was just done. Hmm. <laughs> the more you know. The more you know. I mean, you were true. Uh, so moving right along, uh, you missed out on Devin. He shared our top five or his top five with us. So now it's my turn to find out your top five um, to see where everyone's going. But first, I'm going to tell you my number three. Uh, previously, which I didn't share with you, I've already gone through my four and five, so for the people listening at home, hopefully this will seem seamless, and now you're getting my number three pick. So, uh, number three is one another one of my childhood favorites. I find that most of my creepy kids have, uh, or not most, some of the creepy kids are definitely from my childhood or a younger self, I'll, I'll say. Uh, my number three pick is Carol Ann from Poltergeist. Um, for those of you who haven't seen this wonderful film, uh, it's about a family that moves into a home and over time, more unexplained, unexplained phenomenon happens in which Carol Ann, the daughter of this couple, I forget their last name, um, she becomes a bit of a conduit for the family or for the demons and eventually gets abducted. So the film's about her getting back. But before it happens, the reason what makes it so creepy and what have you is that her communication style. Like, even if you guys have never seen the film, if you've ever heard a commercial, ever heard something in pop culture say, they're here. <laughs> that is from creepy ass Carol Ann. Um, I want to say her name was Heather Donahue. The actress. I, I could be making that. Heather O'Rourke. Or Heather O'Rourke. Yeah. Um. So Heather O'Rourke uh, 
did not make it as far in life, I guess. I don't know why I laughed. That's really fucked mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. But she is no longer with us, uh, which is a shame. She did go on to do two and a half more films. She actually passed away midway through Poltergeist 3. Um, so a lot of the things you see in the finale, she's noticeably missing, or you only see her backside uh, and things of that nature. Anyway, that's my number three pick. Okay. So, Ash, why don't you uh, tell us what your first number five pick is? Alrighty. So, my number five is Rhoda from 1956 film The Bad Seed. Um, so, pretty much a little quick summary of the film. Rhoda is like, I want to say she's probably like, what, eight years old? But, um... She has a mother and father. The father is away in the army, and so it's just the mother and her, her and her mother, and they move into an apartment. And Rhoda's main like focus is winning this penmanship contest at her school. Like that's her number one focus. She is like wanting to win that medal big time. So mm -hmm. when she doesn't win the uh, medal at school, a lot of weird things start to happen. Um, the young boy that actually wins the medal turns up missing and there's a lot of questions of like who did it how like how did this happen the main question is where's the medal so you're thinking like okay who could have done it could have been Rhoda or who could have been and the reason why I mm -hmm. chose her is because she's just like, when you first see her, she's a, she's a pretty little girl. She's really polite, well-mannered. But she's just... You can just tell there's something dark about her. And I just find I right. just find that really, really creepy. So, yeah, I chose her as my number five pick. I honestly have not seen the best <sighs> in years. Oh, I was about to say, you've never seen it at all. I was about to say, um... <laughs> Oh, no, I've seen it. It's just been a while. I know who you're referencing, but it's definitely been longer than I thought it would be. It's funny because there's there's movies I will watch. Like, I've seen all four screens within the last three months. Um, Scream 2, most notably, like, three or four days ago. Uh, but then, well, I haven't watched Halloween 1978 once this year. And that's like hands down one of my all-time favorite movies. And I just haven't had a chance to uh, make time for myself and actually watch it. Yeah. If that even makes sense. I haven't. Dang, it's been almost a year since I watched the original one myself. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess these things happen, but it'd be better if they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so um, what's your number four pick? Alright, number four is pretty much a mix of both the character and then the actor who portrayed the character. And that will be Michael from... Uh-oh. Uh, Michael from 2007's Halloween, the Rob Zombie version. Um, okay. I chose this one. It's just because the actor who played Michael, I'm going to butcher his name, but it's, was it Dave... Favorite or something like. I'm sorry if you ever to if you were to be listening to this episode. I am so sorry. You could chew me out on social media. I'm sorry, but <laughs> it's just that actor. Oh my gosh! Like he wasn't no 
cutesy little kid like in the original Mike uh, in the original Halloween because like when you see the original Halloween you're like oh he's cute but in this one you're just mm-hmm. like damn <laughs> like no like I don't like no offense to him but it's just like he really got in there and portrayed the hell out of Michael Myers and I felt like right. he really brought that character to life and at the same time, it kind of makes you think, like, dang, like, what do you do, like, in real life? Like, are you actually playing the character, or is this real life? But it's just, like, his performance as Michael Myers is just, it's one of my favorites. He, like, he really killed it. And then it just really upset me when he did come back for the second one. I guess he was too old or whatever to portray Michael, but I wish... Yeah, he- there was some weird, whatever, I don't know, Juju or... What you want to call it? Yeah, I guess maybe he hit puberty, and they're like, "Oh, you're too old to portray Michael." But yeah, yeah, something like that. But yeah, it's just which is a shame. I mean, he's definitely one of the more memorable things from Halloween. Mm-hmm. Or let me preface this right: uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. <laughs> yeah, he's just that just performance. Like when you first see him on the screen, you're just like, "Whoa." So that's one of the things yeah. that Zombie got right for the film <laughs> was the actor to play Michael. Uh, definitely. Even though I, st- I still love the film, even though a lot of people don't care for it, but I love it. One of the best remakes. <clears throat> Anyways. <laughs> uh, you know, I haven't seen if he's actually gone on to do anything else in life. Um, I think... The last thing I've seen him in was, what's that, Hancock? Movie with Will Smith. He was in what? What's that, Hancock? Oh, when. It's Will Smith. Will Smith was like the anti hero yeah. hero. That was the last thing I. The last thing I've seen him in. You know, I have to watch that again. I didn't even realize that that was Yeah, him. he was like the little neighborhood bully. He was like French. He was like, what are you doing here? Like, he doesn't have my, like, whatever the dialogue was, but he was, like, playing a French neighborhood bully. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that you are, or he was there. I just never connected it. Yeah, so, yeah. For some strange, sad reason. <laughs> but, yeah, that was my number four pick. And oh man, number four is done. So that would bring us up to number three. But before you do your number three, I guess I'll do my number two. Which is, and this may not technically count, um, but we'll say that it does. It is Sam or Sam Hain. From the 2007 film Trick or Treat, in which it's basically five anthology type interwoven stories all taking place on the night of Halloween, in which uh, at first Sam is just enjoying everyone's type of situation. He's not interfering per se, but there's just normal 
trick-or-treat activity. There's normal bad people in the world, and he's just enjoying his night, which I love until the third act. And then you realize Sam reveals himself, essentially. And the terror that he strikes, and I forget the old man's character name now, but on the bus driver, let's just say, I was like, holy shit, I never saw this coming. And it, before that, it's like this angelic, happy-go-lucky type person, monster, demon. Um, but yeah, it makes the film highly enjoyable. I keep hoping that one day there will be a trick yeah, or treat too. They keep playing my emotions with, with that. <laughs> right? I just... So we'll see if it ever happens. Yeah, I, really, I really enjoy that movie. I actually bought it not too long ago, so maybe it's time for me to revisit it. But I'm, I'm really... I'm, I'm yes, waiting definitely. for the sequel. It is definitely a must-watch during Halloween. Uh, Trick or Treat, Halloween 78, and Hocus Pocus are definitely I watch every year during oh, the season. Like tri- I mean, not Trick or Treat, but Hocus but, Pocus. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> uh, I own the steel case now. You have a steel case? It's definitely. Uh, yeah, it came out maybe last year or the year before. What? You're like the... You know me, I gotta... You're the king of king... Uh, I said king of king. King of steel cases. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, for the ones I actually like, I can't... Uh, I can't say that I have a ton of steel cases, but if it's out there for a film that I absolutely enjoy, definitely, I'm all about it. Hmm. I think I have one for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I think it might just like be the special edition, but I'm pretty sure it's in a steel case. I gotta look at it. In the gold box? Yep, got that one too. Okay. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, But you know, back when I picked that up, I was like, it's it's been a while, or been a minute, I wasn't the uh, steel case enthusiast I am now. Like, that was just a whim, I don't even remember the moment type deal. Uh, But now it's like, it's like, oh, I especially look for things, or, or even Arrow videos, I especially look for those now, too. Oh, yeah. I need to step on my game, then. Uh, which I did just get a copy of House and House 2, the second story, arrived in the mail today. Uh, I've been on the hunt for that for quite some time. Arrow released it a couple years ago, and it was sold out almost instantly. Dang. I have, I have a confession. I have not seen House 2. Uh, not a lot of people have. Uh, House, the original, was just one of those things where it was somehow in my childhood and it just stuck with me. I loved watching it. House 2 came out whenever I eventually found that. Um, it was still like one of my favorites, so I still watched it. I, I want to say there was a House 3 and 4. Really? Like, it went for, um, like, or there was unauthorized sequels, something like that. Hmm. Yeah, I, I never even heard of that. Yeah, yeah it's, um, it's, it's up there. Hmm. 
didn't know that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into your next one. All right. So my number three will be Charlie from Hereditary. I, I was just talking about Hereditary <laughs> today. It's a good movie. Not little, disagreeing. Huh? I said I am not disagreeing. Oh, I thought you said I disagree. Like, hold up. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> Weren't you the one that went to the Alamo and did that awesome I thing? I did. With, like, the heart rate thingy? I did, I did. <laughs> See, I remember, I remember. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I chose Charlie from Hereditary. I chose her because her character is not like your typical character, like, in a horror film. There's just like like her physical appearance, like just her, like any everything she does in the film is very creepy. You're just like, why she's doing that? And I think mm-hmm. like the main one that gets like that creeps a lot of people is with the tongue clicking. Yeah, like, you could be like, very you could just mind your own business, and she'd be like, and you're just like, what the hell? <laughs> Agreed. So that that really kind of creeped me out, and then. Like I said, she's not your typical kid. This child, just like her mom, they like making like little figurines. Her mom actually makes figurines out of clay or whatever you make them out of. Charlie, on the other hand, she sees a dead animal like a bird and she's all like, oh snap, I'm going to make a doll out of it. Right. So you're just like, what 12-year-old kid does that? And... Like especially like in the beginning half of the film, you're just like, what's, what's with her character? Like, is 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 her her character going to play a big part in the film? Like, you're just trying to get the whole like the whole gist of it. So I, I really applaud the actress and the whole character because you don't see a lot of child actors play this type of role or look that different. And to be like in the movie, yeah. And then so. kudos to A twenty four because the way they marketed her was just like she was. Spoiler alert: if you haven't seen it for whatever reason, stop listening for thirty seconds. <laughs> um, when you get the twist that she's not the main character, it's like, oh wait, what? It's like this yeah. is not going to be <laughs> about her. Ruined me. Yeah, they. I mean, they really promoted her really well. I really enjoy what they did with her character. I, I want to say I enjoy what they did to her character, but uh, I really like how they promoted the movie and they made sure they had her there. Like, she's on the cover of the film. Like, all of the, pretty much every trailer they released for the film, she was there. Yeah, exactly. And like the actress, I mean the actress is very talented and beautiful and all that stuff. So I I applaud her. Like she did an amazing job in this film. So if you have yet to see yeah, this movie, uh, Millie Shapiro, check right? it out on Amazon Prime. Yes, and she does have a background in Broadway. Okay. But yeah, I was just. I, re- I I liked her character a lot, and her character really creeped me out, especially with the tongue clicking. And I don't know if it was you that told me that that was pretty much the sign of that the devil was near or something near was 
was gonna happen. That wasn't me. Oh, maybe it was Devin. I did not know that. I actually that movie's so good that I never watched it again. <laughs> I still haven't watched it. Like I've been wanting to. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch Hereditary. I'm gonna do it. I still haven't watched it. I think that that one time watch did it for me, but yeah. I really I really want to revisit it. Well now that you playing it's this bug in my ear, of course. Like I gotta see if that syncs up in some type of way. <laughs> and now, you know, questions for Devin. Cause I missed that completely. <laughs> yeah, I think he was the one that said that uh tongue clicking means something sinister is coming. I can't remember. Don't quote me on it. <laughs> oh, not at all. I mean, we'll, we'll just call him out next time. He's like, what, the, what did you say about tongue clicking? <laughs> Damn it, if you're listening, be ready. <laughs> <laughs> Get the red wine ready, yep. too. See, you already know. <laughs> okay, so moving right along, uh, why don't we get into your number two? Alright, my number two. See, this was this was such a, a tough one for me because I really want this to be my number one. <clears throat> but I wanted to switch it up a little bit. <clears throat> so, my number two is Angela from Sleepaway Camp. I love now, this movie. When you say Angela from Sleepaway I, Camp, you mean Sleepaway Camp, the original? Melissa Rose? Okay. Yes, 1983. Alyssa Rose. Shout out to Alyssa Rose. I love you. Um, <laughs> if, if you were to be listening to this episode, I'm one of your biggest fans. Uh, yeah, so Angela from 1983 Sleepaway Camp. Okay, let me tell you about her. She's the the whole like the quiet, the silent, but uh, be careful that yeah. like, the silent type is pretty much true. I don't, I don't want to spoil the movie, but I mean, come on, the movie's how old? And if you have not seen this movie, that's all. Agreed. <laughs> but she's just this really quiet, reserved teenager that attends this summer camp with her cousin. So with her being so quiet and the outsider, she's easily picked on and bullied and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So pretty much majority of the film, she does not talk. The only time she will talk is if she's with her cousin. She might be like, she might say like a yes or well, but she's just really soft spoken. So then all these mysterious killings are happening around the camp, but you're just like, what is going on? Like who could be the who could be the killer? And then that last uh, couple minutes of the film, and you just find out who's the killer, and you find out that she possibly could be the killer, and you're just like, oh my right. god. Whoa! In the horror right, realm, Lord. this is probably the most dramatic reveal. Uh, at the time, and probably still lived on as one of the best, if you weren't expecting it at all. Like, I think hands down, I don't think it's been touched again. Oh. Probably because child labor laws have changed dramatically. <laughs> to where maybe you can't subject uh-huh. even a mock-up of a child like that. Like, there's a more so, like, even the way uh, her nemesis, Judy, teases her body. It's like, we're talking about a 13, 14-year-old child. 
like that. And granted, it's a kid talking about a kid, but I don't, I don't think that that would be allowed today. Um, thank God exactly. the internet wasn't around then, or wasn't as readily available, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, right. tell how it all play out. <laughs> but yeah, it's just yeah, she's my number two. I really wanted to make her my number one, but it was just like I didn't want. I was trying to make my list a little different. I tried to switch. I was gonna try to switch it up and not make it obvious, but it was really a tough one. So I had no, to I mean that is definitely a good, good all around pick. There is a um. She's returning to, let's say, the camp aspect. I know there's a thing I participated in for crowdfunding that's being shot here in Virginia that she's now attached to. So she definitely has another camp-ish movie coming out. I don't know if she's the star or if she, how heavy her role is in this film could just be a cameo. I don't know. But either way, I'm excited about it and I can't wait to see it with it's done. So, yes, I guess the we'll be on numero your uno. I was. There was one other person I was going to include that I did not. Sorry, it's a sip. Um, just because I was like, well, if it's not my number one, I don't think I want it in the group, which was weird. So I'm just going to leave it out altogether. <laughs> Uh, but my number one pick is actually from the 2009 film, The Orphan. Isabel Furman plays a Romanian woman in her 30s, pretending to be a nine-year-old child. Uh, spoiler alert, I just gave away the film if you didn't know this. But it's not that her character is actually creepy that bothered me. Is that you have Isabel Furman, who was probably 9, 10, or 11, in this film, uh, portray this role so well that when the reveal happened, I thought that that could have been possibly an older woman. Like, I believe the disease, and they got like a Gary Coleman type actor. I'm not trying to be offensive there or make funny of it, but whatever that disease is called, I thought that that's what they really did. Yeah, that she she acted her right. Ass off and, in that I mean, movie. she just, she killed that part. Like, uh, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It is not maybe the best film in the world. It's not something I watch all the time, but I think that it is good enough to revisit on an old basis. It's not like one of my hardcore favorites, mostly because it is a longer movie. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't have the time here in my notes, but let's say. If it's not two hours, it's damn near close. So you really got to hang in there. Yeah, Devin, Devin's not fucking with So this. too long for Devin There's to watch it. A little too much exposition, but it's kind of like you you definitely needed it. So I'm not mad at it, but just in horror terms, when you um, get the two-hour mark, it needs to be mind-blowing. It can't just be whatever. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, precisely. There, there better be a reason why it's that um, So that's my number one pick. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen The Orphan, rent it today, prime it today, Netflix it today, wherever it is. I'm sure you can always buy it on iTunes, not sponsored. Uh, I own DVD and Blu-ray copy of it, so <laughs> definitely a favorite of mine. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about putting her on my list too, but I was just like, no, don't yeah. do it. Well, I mean, you and Devin both <laughs> had some deep cuts. Like, I didn't pick anything before the '80s. Uh, you and Devin both did some uh, diving there, which maybe I'll get better about <laughs> for the next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so your number one pick. All right. All So I'm pretty sure this is going to be on one of our our list, but my number one pick is Gage from 1989. Uh, you are not Secretary. wrong. Um, no. Except for Devin uh, one-upped you. He chose Gage and his non-lineage sister. Um, what was her name? Ooh, Ellie. Was it Ellie? <laughs> the sister? Yeah, so he chose Gage yeah, and Ellie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Ellie. Um, two different timelines, but that they okay. are still brother and sister. So, I want to say the family last name was Creed. True. Yeah. So, uh, you are not alone. Yes. You are right in your conviction. And it is not a bad pick at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. That makes me feel better. (laughs) But yeah, I, I chose Gage because, I mean, he is so adorable. I mean... You can't deny it. He's a cutie patootie. But when he comes back resurrected and start causing a bunch of hell, oh my gosh, that's yeah. just creepy. And just like his little laugh like yeah. yeah. Sorry, that's not the exact laugh, but you, you get it. That's some creepy shit right there. But the reason why I put him on my list and this might be silly. I'm laughing at it right now because I think it is. There's this one scene like towards the end of the movie and like I get it's with Gage and the father Gage is like being a little badass and like the father turns around Gage is in a in a, a suit like a suit and a top hat and it's like what the hell like that that just that I don't know what it was about that part but that creeped me out it's just like he was in his little play clothes and now he's wearing a top hat. Like, right? what's going on? Like, why why are you dressed up like that? It was just it was <laughs> just so it was just so sudden. It just it really freaked me out. But I mean, the makeup and just like how creepy like even his little laughter was. That just oh no, thank you. So that's why he's my number one pick. Sorry, I'm just I'm laughing at my. <laughs> <laughs> I'm freaked out by a kid wearing a no worry. hat. <laughs> and rightfully so. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well then. So that wraps it up for 
top hey, five guys, creepy man. kids. Uh, as you guys may have noticed, we weren't able to get Brandon in to weigh in on his top picks, but maybe next time, maybe we will revisit those top picks, top kids, creepy, mm, 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 got the words all mixed up. <laughs> creepy kids part two. Maybe we can exercise <laughs> some deeper cuts that people aren't suspecting. Like maybe we'll put a stipulation on it, like pre seventy five, and see what we come up with. Ooh. Mhm. I'm down for that, and I just have to say something no. real quick. No, just one movies. episode That's for you, Brandon. Without it, would be Much fantastic. <laughs> Oh it's just goodness. weird without it. I had to. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm sure Brandon will appreciate that. Um, <laughs> to everyone else out there, we will be back in a week. Hopefully with a our normal format. Thanks for bearing with us through the technical difficulties. Hopefully you still enjoyed this episode and our picks. Uh, if you did, leave us a comment on iTunes. I don't think we have any. Maybe one. I actually haven't looked but uh, good or bad, let's just hit us with a review. Let's see what uh, people out there like and dislike.